Welcome to the Hooper's Paradise Podcast, where we talk about real thoughts and opinions from fans who love the game. Brought to you by your Hooper's favorite Hoopers. We back for another one. I got my man's with me, of course, Mr. CP905, the East End. baby. We all side, baby. We all side, We all side, Jamar. <laughs> and we got my man, Mr. MC Casey, with me. You know, hardest man, hardest working man in show business, man. Oh, man. We in for a pod this week, man. We get to talk about some NBA stuff, um, what's going around around the league. There's a lot that happened this week, man. A lot. Yeah. A the lot, league lot. was on fire. But before we get into the league, you know I'm always say, hey, CP, good money over there? Good, Everything's man. good? I'm good, man. We good. CP good. hitting threes, talking about foul money and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you worry, man. I'm just trying to get back into it a little bit, man. Get back in shape, yeah. man. It's a little yeah, bit. It's for to bit. keep us in shape, man. I love That's it. The only way. I hate lifting those weights, man. <laughs> <laughs> Casey, man, how's everything, brother? Everything's good, man. I hate lifting weights too, man. So I gotta get into it's the worst from boxing. I like oh boxing, man. God. So that's that's my vibe right now. I feel you guys. I'm getting back into it this week, man. I, I've been. I did three days last week in that's the good. gym. I was proud of myself. You back with you? Yeah, I'm back in the gym, man. Oh, that's what's up, Jamal. Um, so feeling, strong, good, man. Man. feeling good. Try to try to keep that healthy lifestyle going. Yes, sir. Hear that. Yes. All right, man. The first thing we're gonna talk about this week, yo, the league literally was on fire. Like everybody could not miss a damn shot. Uh in the last week, we had Trey Young drop 47. LeBron had 250 balls. 250 balls at the age that LeBron James is is insane. Um, he ends up being the only player at that age to have 250 point games in one season. It says it speaks to like how he take care of his body because yo that workload is crazy. That man is doing everything he can to <laughs> drag the Lakers along just until he can get a little bit of help. Jumper, you know, like Casey, the man's dragging the Lakers. Um, Bro. And kudos to him. Kudos to him. But it scares me because it, it brings me back to Mike D'Antoni when he was playing Kobe all these minutes and then his Achilles goes. So yeah. it, it just I just hope that they like I know he take care of his body and I try I trust how he takes care of his body, but I think like he though he he had, he's played the most minutes in league history. Yeah. yeah, that's a lot of mileage on his body. And it's like uh, not far. It's not even close. No, yeah, not even close, man. So I just it speaks it speaks to to him and his work ethic, but it also says that maybe they should slow it down on him a little bit. Now he reach he he want to go for that scoring champion, man. Oh, he's he, gonna get it. Yeah, he's gonna get it. Yeah, he's he's, gonna he's, get it. he's he's definitely going for that. But when you like, so for all my fantasy uh, owners out there. You know, I, I have LeBron on my team and every game <laughs> before every game, it's like game time decision <laughs> and then, an hour before. Yeah. LeBron's healthy. He's playing. Right? Hey, I'm so, at 37. There's something that there is something going on where it's just like he like probably doctors are like, yo, slow it down. And he's probably like, nah, we yeah, got to make that play. Yeah, but sometimes you got to save the players from themselves, you know, especially yeah. a guy like LeBron. He's so competitive. Yeah. If he if he if he feels healthy, he's gonna want to play, you know. But like he he needs some help, man. <laughs> he needs, he needs some <laughs> you help. You know what, man? Somewhere. He's he he just hit history again. He did something that no one's ever done before. Um, he has thirty thousand points. 
yeah. above 30,000 points, 10,000 assists, and 10,000 cool. rebounds. Um, that's, an, that's a whole other conversation because I think that just adds to his, his possible GOAT conversation that, that we all love to have on a daily basis. But um, does that, let's, does let's that, get does past that, LeBron. Let's get past LeBron okay, for a second okay, because fine, during fine, this fine, week, fine. too, we had KD have a 53-point game. Um, I know Giannis had a couple 40 balls last week. We had Tatum actually just average 40 in like damn near the last two weeks, over like five or six games. Um, so I pose this question. Um, reason why I'm dropping all these numbers is has the league gotten like better, like in terms of skill wise? Like, are these guys just so damn good and the spacing on the floor is so insane in the new rules or or is it just like guys just don't care to defend anymore, man? To me, I think like the league has definitely gotten better, especially with Instagram. And now you can watch an NBA trainer train the guys and go and replicate that on your own. So these guys are getting just better just on their own naturally. So now when they get into the league, it's like it's just a natural fit of being able to read from what you see and the coaching is getting better as well from the AAU circuit. So, I mean, just from the ground level up, the the way that social media has shown the game and certain guys who have changed the game, like Stephen Curry, certain guys like LeBron James, who are generational talents, man, you're able to watch what they're doing and try and mimic it. And it may not work for some guys, but for some other guys, you, you like, you see little miniature Trey Young. You see little miniature Stephen Curry's and Trey Young, right? Little guys like that who are coming up, who watch what he do, and then they mimic it, and it worked for them. It's crazy to see, man. The guy, the league, the league's in a good place with these young guys. Yeah. And when I when I look at a, a situation in Phoenix specifically, yeah, where we have a guy like Cameron Payne, who literally was not in the league a few years ago. And there's been GMs out there who said the first time they saw Cameron Payne come into, I think it was Chicago, they said they could tell at that very moment he was he, he's not an NBA player. And to see him step into Chris Paul's role right now and damn near average a double-double. No, he is averaging a double-double in his starts shows you how talented the league is and that Phoenix can just keep trucking along with this man really giving you like 14 and 10 right now as a backup point guard and the best team in the NBA trucking yeah. along. Like, yeah, I think that's insane. I, I give that to, I give that to Monty Williams though. Co- coaches. Yeah. They the give structure, it to the, coach. the structure that he's put in place, the leadership that he's put in place with Chris Paul, he's helped a lot as well. And Devin Booker, they've created an environment of winning. You can't like, it's, it's you, you put, Cameron Payne on a Chicago's a few years back where they're consistently losing. Nah, he doesn't look like an NBA player. But if you take an NBA, all those guys that come into the league, they already have an NBA skill. Like I didn't watch Cameron Payne like that. But now if you take his NBA skill as a young player and you put that into a winning system where it highlights that, like what the Raptors do with Delano, where they make him push the pace, right? That's his NBA skill. So they use that and they highlight it. Everything else they could teach you but they don't do that in losing organizations. So now where he's in a situation in Phoenix, it's just going to blossom because he's working on his game by himself. He has Monty Williams there. That's a great leader. That's a great coach that creates a great environment. And you have Chris Paul there to look and learn from every day. You don't think Chris Paul is fooding him in practice? (laughs) 
<laughs> You're gonna like learn, Casey. I'm I'm hearing because you talked a lot about coaching when we were talking before, and like yeah, like even coming up in like AAU and 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 the resources these kids have now, right? Like, yeah. How do you does that is that what is the biggest translation to to the skill, or is it just I? Because I'm trying to figure this out. Like, well, I I think I think it's all repetition, man. You you guys can say it, or kind of replicate this to your games as well, right? You you see all these kids from AAU, from high school, AAU to college, now to professional, right? And they're working on their skill. They have the right trainers in the summer and the right trainers on their, their team staff. When you're now playing basketball, you know, you guys see these guys are averaging 30 points, Jason Tatum, 40 points over the last uh, how many weeks? When you see that ball going in, I'm pretty sure Kristoff and Jamar, when you guys were in your prime, you were like, yep, another one. Yep, I'm feeling it. You guys give me the basketball. And that's exactly the same thing that happened with Jason Tatum, with LeBron, with Trey Young, with KD. These guys will see the green light. And what do you have to do as a teammate? You have to be like, yo, yo, this is a team game. I, you, you'll bring it back to now Minnesota. You know, I, I listened to the J.J. Reddick podcast when they had Patrick Beverly. Patrick Beverly, like in uh, college or NAU, he was playing with Steph Curry. He was a scorer. But when he came into the league, I think he said he went uh, 44th or 40th in the in the draft. He was a scorer. Now what he had to do in order for him to get paid, he has to be a defender. But now he's on a team with Anthony Edwards. Who is he going to give that ball to? Or Carl Towns <laughs> or D'Angelo Russell? You know what I mean? So those his, role, his role on Minnesota is to lead, though. Like his role on Minnesota is to be that leader, like that vocal yeah. leader. He doesn't yeah. have to, he can score two points and impact win it for that team. Yeah. And it's crazy, man. That's a good point. Yeah, Casey. It's crazy. Yeah, it, it's it's kind of cool to watch um the game flourish. Um basketball's never been more skillful. Yeah. Um it's yeah. never been more popular. Um, and when you look back, because I try to like compare it back to eras respectfully in a in a way that makes sense. Um, we saw Jordan, um, we're old enough where we all got to watch him a little bit. We can go back. The beauty of YouTube and social media allows us to go rewatch games and, and see what he was like. The difference is, is the level that Michael Jordan was at was so different than everybody else in the league at the time. Yeah. Like the athleticism, um, his, the way he works, the way he attacked the game. Um, and yeah, he had some heavy hitters when he first came into the game, obviously some Isaiah Thomas's, some Larry birds and, and magic Johnson and, and some of the older guys. And when you watch like some of these documentaries, they're saying at one point, like we just had to hand the league to him. Like the league was his, like mm -hmm. we couldn't stop him anymore. Um, and he stopped so many greats from winning championships, like Carl Malone, John Stockton and Clyde Drexler, like so many greats he got in their way. Sean Kemp, Gary Payton, like we can go down the line, right? The point I'm trying to make is LeBron, KD, Steph, like they didn't have that luxury. Um, iron sharpens iron. Yeah. Every year in the league, they had that conversation that MJ was at the top and nobody was touching him for a while. So that, was that because he was ahead of his time? Yeah. I'm starting to think, and that's why I'm saying like when I look at LeBron, Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, Giannis, like Jokic, like we're having conversations constantly on who's the best player in the league. That's to show you how talented the league is. The fact that like 
there's no just like undisputed best player like there was back in the 90s. No, Jamar, I, I disagree with that. Like there was a 10-year stretch where LeBron was the best yeah, player in the league. But it's a conversation. Like, now, now that LeBron is has slowed down for sure. <laughs> but I'm I'm only saying because I, I agree with you that LeBron has dominated the league for the last 10 to 15 years. Yeah. I agree with you. But in some of those years, I mean, like from like just yeah, a yeah. player, player versus player standpoint. In yeah. some of those years, though, I'm just saying there was conversation. Steph's the best player in the league. There's conversation. KD's the best player in the league. Whether you agree with it or not, there was conversation where in Jordan's time, it was just undisputed. Yeah. Like, no, Jordan's the best. He's the best in the league. So do, do, is that why is that why you think like Jordan is regarded as the best? Because because at his point in time, there was nobody that was even close. And because there's players that you could have a conversation about with LeBron, it makes it seem as though like they're on a closer level. So you can't say like it, it creates an argument that he didn't dominate then. If you understand yeah. what I'm trying to say. Well, yeah, I completely understand what you're trying to say. I, I was I'm trying to stay away from the, the conversation of who's better because then we'll be here forever, right? Well, I'm, just, I'm, I'm just talking about skill-wise yeah. and talent-wise. Jordan, we see him in his era. They talk about him in, in his era as he was skillful and more talented, so much more talented than the league. Yeah. We're not saying that about LeBron. We're saying, like, LeBron's longevity is crazy. He's dominated yeah. the league. But him seeing KD a little bit different. Him seeing Steph is a little bit different. Him seeing Giannis is because the game is so Then having to go up with Jordan going up against Patrick Ewing. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. Yeah. And, like, yeah. and there's nothing wrong because those guys are also all-time greats. I'm not sure. taking anything away from the guys back then because they are all-time greats. Patrick Ewing ain't no scrub. For sure. You know what I mean? Hakeem Olajuwon ain't no scrub. Uh, Shaq was in that era. Yeah, for sure. Like, we're talking about, like, legitimate top 10, top 15 players of all time. But we still saw Jordan as so much further ahead. Once he hit his prime and he hit that that time, like, there was just nobody stopping him. I think where the game, LeBron I think the still has different. to worry about some guys and some teams where it's a little bit different. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Not so just saying who's agree. better. I'm just saying who's better. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I got I, I don't want to get into the GOAT talk. Uh, I'm just saying, like, <laughs> skillful wise. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. I got you. I got you. Jordan was still losing in the beginning of his career, though. It took him <laughs> quite yeah, some man. years. Okay. However, yeah, but when you look at, I think for Jordan, he was just like, I can't rely on anyone else. You always saw the skill. Basket. Yeah, you always saw the you skill, but the skill. I, 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 for Jordan was like, I can't rely on anyone else to win this game for me. I gotta go do it. <laughs> no, and I think, and I think that's where the losing in the beginning stemmed from because he wasn't trusting yeah. his teammates. Yeah. yeah, and then when he started trusting his teammates more, like for example, the pass to Steve Kerr, right? Yeah. When you start trusting your teammates a little bit more. You see a little bit more consistent winning. Yeah. yeah, and I wish we could actually go way, way back because, like, we're not we're not that old. We can watch highlights, but we it's all about the experience, too, when you're looking at – when you're watching basketball. Yeah, yeah We didn't yeah, live yeah. in the experience of, like, Oscar Robinson to appreciate him enough. Yeah. We can look back at highlights, but you have to be there at that time and experience, in my opinion, to mm -hmm. appreciate the talent for what it was at that time. You know what I mean? 
For sure, because when I look at those videos, I think I could cook those guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I get it. All you know right. <laughs> let, let, let's let we'll get caught up in the in LeBron talking and definitely the, the MJ talk real quick. So um the NBA standings, especially when we add this new playing game, right? Yeah. Um, has been a little bit interesting because now you have way more to teams being competitive. Yeah. Cause like a temp seed. Now has an opportunity to be an AFC. Yeah, you got you have legitimate like thirteen teams. Like you saw that the trade deadline, there were a few teams that made plays to try and get to that point. Yeah, because I think I think that like experience is taken for granted. So now teams are realizing like maybe we just need that experience to get over the hump. So now maybe this year we get in at tenth. Next year we jump up to sixth. And we keep moving up with internal development, but it cre- it created a lot of parity in the league. It's real competitive, man. It's beautiful to see on a night to night basis. Anybody can beat anybody, and that's why I wanted to segue into it because I think teams are also going in the direction because there's so much more talent. So like you can mess around and have the 15th pick in the draft and end up with the best player. Yeah, hey, um, crazy. So, mm-hmm. I, so so that's why I want to ask this: your favorite team right now in the Western Conference. And where do you see them ending up playoff-wise, CP? Right now, my favorite team is Grizzlies. I mean, they're they're exciting. They got they got a real one in Jaws, a leader. The guys, the guys on the team follow him. And he's a good example on and off the court. First one in the gym, last one to leave at a, such a young age. It's impressive to see. Um it, and that and that type their their camaraderie translates to the court. Right, you see the chemistry. You they when they play, they have fun, and you can't underestimate this. Is, at the end of the day, this is a sport. So if you're winning and you're having fun, there's nothing to be. You know what I'm trying to say. So I see them right now. They're in second in the West. To be honest with you, um, right now if the playoff started today, they're matching up with the Grizzlies. I see them taking that in about six. Oh, lady, the Grizzlies are okay. I see them taking it right in about six. Uh, after that, it gets tough where you start to see. Wait, uh, wait, who they matching up with? Grizzlies? Sorry, is that, no, 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 no. no. Oh, they match up with the T Wolves. They match up with the T Wolves. Yeah, sorry, my fault. Wait, we don't know that that they're no, playing. If it started today. If it, he's talking about if it started today, playoff wise, yeah, they might have the playing, playing. Yeah, we're talking about though if yeah, it but started if it started today and, and Minnesota like, was the oh, okay, 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 yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So and I see, I see the Grizzlies taking that in six. Then after then the second round, it starts to get a little bit more difficult. I see, I see them depending on matchup. I see them maybe out second round, but just like the Hawks last year, a good story. John Morant's going to get put on another level. There's going to be expectations heaped on him next year, and I just hope he lives up to it, and 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 I, and I think he will. But my team in the West is the Grizzlies. Okay. I like that pick, because, and I think they're they're going to pass the Hawks in the sense because uh, they've already kind of gone there, did it. They flirted a little bit with the playing a couple of years ago. Yeah. Um, they, beat, they beat the Golden State Warriors when Steph was having that crazy year. And then they got to flirt a little bit in the playoffs again last year against Utah. Yeah. And I think like now they're looking at it like, yo, this is our time. Like we we've gone through this, we've done it, we've got some experience in the playoffs. Yo, let's go on a real, real run. And I think that's the energy they're coming with. And, um, and shout out Dylan, Dylan Books just came back, so shout him yeah. out off injury. So yeah, that just makes him a little deeper. But you know, I just want to throw that in quick. And they threw him in the starting lineup right away. Like they look really good. Yes, but anyway, hey, hey, man, yeah, they look really hey, good. Hey, people yeah. saw that as their second best player last year. Hey, I'm telling you, 
And now, you know, you have the emergence of Jaron Jackson, Desmond Bain. But my bad, Casey. <laughs> my Casey, bad. <laughs> give me a Western Conference team that you like right now and, and where you see him in the playoffs. You know, I'm always I'm, – I'm, I'm a Kawhi guy. You know, I like uh, Paul George and um, – the Clippers, the LA Clippers, man. Um, trucking along, man. Yo, they are staying within playoff contention. And to be honest with you, like, you know, the other day, you know, we see uh, players, like we've seen, um, obviously, when uh, Kyrie wasn't able to play at Barclays Center, you know, you've seen him on the side. We've seen Zion. But, yo, we just seen um, Kawhi, you know, taking some shots on the court. And it's just like, hey, brother, you know, take your time, wait until playoffs or wait until the play-in or come a couple games before the play-in. Because right now you have guys like Zubach, you guys have guys like Reggie Jackson and Marcus Morris balling out, you know. And who do we have out? We have Norm Powell, we got Kawhi out, and Paul George, and they're in eighth. And to be honest with you, if that playing game versus Timberwolves and Clippers, and depending how like it's it's tough with the, the Timberwolves because they've been playing pretty good, um, but the Clippers, if I wouldn't want to see them if you know it, it takes time for teams to come together and play together, so that's something that we have to also take in consideration. But for a first round matchup in the West, it's tough. It's tough, and to have a Clippers team that made it last year, that was supposed to be favorites two years ago, like that's a team to worry about. So, are there any reports talking about Paul George and Kawhi coming back? There, they, there have been reports saying that Paul George will probably come back before Kawhi. Um, and um, so we're, we're hoping to see something because the last game in the NBA is April 10th, right? And today's the 14th, you know what I mean? So there's not much time, but we're hoping that, you know, give it a couple of weeks, that first week in April, you know, it's just like, all right, guys, what's the word? <laughs> what's the word? Because, you know, like we made, we made some big trades. We made some big signings and, you know, L.A. needs something. You know, so I, I do. Yeah, think they're deep. They got a lot deeper. Yeah, yeah. I do think it's interesting because uh, the Clippers are in this weird spot where the trades they made. CP made a point a couple episodes ago. It's locked in. It's not like they they did trades for right now and then that guy's a free agent next year. Like they they got guys locked into contracts. Yeah. Personally, if I'm them, I don't mess around with Kawhi this year, based off right. of injury history. I don't mess around with Paul George this year. I let those guys go out there, play hard, see what happens, and then I bring these guys back together and have them play together. Start the season next year. That is a hard adjustment to make. You're dropping two, not one, but two of them in at the same time for your team to just naturally adjust to, like Reggie Jackson, Marcus Morris, um, Terrence Mann, go back to the bench. Like All you guys have to adjust right now. Plus, plus, plus Norm, like based on pay, he's one of the better players on the team. And yeah. will be expected to play. I mean, and from a from an organizational standpoint, he was brought there. They know he was on a five year deal. They were he, they brought there. They they brought him there to be part of the future, part of the core. He's gonna start. So let me ask you guys this, right? Okay. Kawhi Leonard and Paul George with the team, and Norman Powell with the team they have right now. Where they where they stand in the standings if they're healthy? That's a top four team in the West. I don't think they get out of round one. With Paul George and Kawhi and Norman Powell? Try to, trying to put them in because in reality, Kawhi and Paul George are not just going to – I don't think – maybe Paul George because I know it's like an elbow injury 
Wait, are we talking about this year or next yeah, year? Yeah, we're talking about this year. With an elbow injury, Paul George oh, maybe come back and he plays. No, without any injuries. Without any Oh, without injuries. any oh, no injuries yet. Yeah, I think they're I think they're probably a top three team in the West. Actually, sure. not even top four. Yeah. I For think sure. they, they're the ones who bump out Golden State or Memphis right now. Yo, the West is deep, boy. Oh my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> Just the, the East, the East is obviously more exciting. Yeah. You know, yeah, but the exciting. West, the West is it's always been like this, right? <laughs> it's always been like this. I'm I'm gonna just keep mine short and say I I, I kind of like what I'm seeing from the Phoenix Suns, how they've how they continue to truck it along without their leader, CP3. And it's not even without their leader, because he's on the bench and you know he's gonna be the same guy in the locker room and keep those guys grounded and keep those guys working, but They've come off some big wins without CP3. They even had a big win without CP3 and Devin Booker the other day when when Devin Booker was in a health and safety protocol. So mm. I like what Phoenix is bringing. Um, I think I think they're going to be a really, really, really dangerous because they got a taste of the finals last year. They know what that feels like. Yeah. Um, and I think they're fighting to get back there. I think they're missing something like the heat, but uh, we can save that for another episode. Okay, all right. <laughs> I'm curious. The next episode, I'm curious to see what they're missing. Um, <laughs> the East. I'm gonna go to. I'm gonna start with McCasey on this one. What's your team in the East that that you like that that you find interesting? Um, my my team in the East is the Boston Celtics. Um, you know, when we look back in February, you start fresh from February to now. The Celtics have won 14 out of 17 games. <laughs> yeah. Bro, <laughs> yo, they've been, they've been hooping. That's all I gotta say. These guys are in fifth. They're they're right behind Chicago. You know what I mean? Right now, when you look at teams, they're fighting for home court. Because <laughs> you already know, CP said it for himself. When you look at the Raptors, you know they play well at home. Certain teams play well at home, but the Bucks they play well at home. Right now, these guys are fighting for home court. You don't think that's in their mind? You know, what do you but, think uh, was the biggest adjustment for the Celtics, though, man, on them going on their run? I, I think, well, it, you know, CP touched on this earlier. It was just, um, you know, getting used to the coach, getting used to the system. And obviously with Jason Tatum, you know, his first couple months in the in the season wasn't, wasn't good at all. You know, he's been – his field goal percentage was horrible, you know, but he was doing other things to obviously help out his team. And we're looking at Jalen Brown like, hey, man, thank you. But now over time, I remember there was that time where Marcus Smart called him out and was just like, no, we can't do this. We got to be a team. Marcus Smart went down. Marcus Smart came back from his injury. And then what do you know? Everything's put together. You know, 14 games out of 17. It's pretty impressive. Something, <laughs> something's clicking. Something's, yeah, something's clicking. And that is trouble because that other game, Kyrie can play away games. And Kyrie played that game against Boston. And that's the same game that Jason Tatum had for 54. So that is, that's, a per, that's a personal matchup. Anytime you they, get Kevin Durant walking in the gym and you're the yeah. primary defender on him, you the, the right on the top of the, the scouting report is, is um make him work on defense. Yeah, and I totally understand that. But we just seen a game versus the Sixers in Brooklyn. And it was just like, all right, okay, cool. I know there was so much hype versus after the trade and all that stuff. But for me, I'm taking – like if Boston continues doing everything, I'm taking – Never mind. Another another conversation. Uh, <laughs> that's crazy, Casey. That's tough though because because does is does is Jason is Jason Tatum's game? His game is based off of jump shots. Is his game is that going to work in the playoffs? 
But we have to wait and see, man. They but they've had they, 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 the but they they the Jason Tatum as young as he is, he's had a lot of playoff experience so far. Yeah, yeah. I, I I like the Celtics pick. Um, I'm gonna just touch on that one quickly and say it took 54 points, Kyrie's worst game of the season, for them to win in the fourth quarter with like three minutes left. Mm. That is what scares me. How good Brooklyn could be. Yeah. That's what scares me. <laughs> Is that it took Tatum 54 points (laughs) and Kyrie to have his worst game of the season because I think he finished that game with maybe like 15. Mm -hmm. Like for for them to like pull that win off, but I do love the Celtics a lot. It's just if there's a team that I do think something's missing. (laughs) <laughs> There's a lot of teams, I guess. But I do, I do think, though, their biggest success is not Tatum. It's not Jalen Brown. It's the playmaking of Marcus Smart. Yeah, um, Him stepping up into that point guard role has been incredible, and it's something that they said he couldn't do. Um, And you, you don't tell a man like Marcus Smart something he can't do. He's an ultimate competitor, and I think he competed against that, that framework that you can't play point. And Boston needs to find this playmaker and this point guard. And he's like, I'm right here. And he's proven it. But what are we, well, what are we playing for, Jamar? Is Marcus Smart going to lead you as a point guard to a championship? You need a you need, Boston is what you're, what they're missing is a guy like Chris Paul. What they're missing is a guy like Kyle Lowry. That's a floor. That, that's a floor raiser. That's gonna. That's a sorry, knows, a season man? raiser. Not he's many of them. Though. Who knows? There's not. Knows, there's man? not. There's not many of those guys in the league, though. CP. So yeah. that's what I'm saying. Yeah, kudos to kudos to Marcus Smart. But what are we playing for? I, I think they're playing for a championship this year. Yeah, you, I, I personally feel like I think the East is so wide open. They're playing for a championship this year. I don't think the East is wide open, man. The East, who for, without 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 the, who's beating Milwaukee? Without the trade, without the trade, yeah. You mean they're, you mean that same Milwaukee team that just got waxed by Kyrie? This is this is in season. Talk to me in the playoffs. <laughs> There's, yeah, but this there's, was... there's maybe three teams. There's three teams that I could come out the East: Philadelphia, no. Milwaukee, and Brooklyn. If they get everybody back, I'm gonna throw the Celtics in there, and I'm gonna throw Miami out of respect. We can't. My, we can't. Miami, yeah, these, yeah, these guys are the number one seed with so many guys yeah, hurt. Jamar, and they just can't how truck it along, years, and then they bring back in Victor Oladipo. How, how much years in a row were the Raptors number one seed? Seeding doesn't mean anything. Yeah, it's all about playoffs, but he like Milwaukee he just got his their first break. And last year, what there was no James, the James Harden was alive, but he wasn't really alive because he was still injured. Milwaukee it's wasn't not, making the finals. I don't, I don't understand this narrative that the East is wide open. I don't get that. I, I, I think the East is wide open. Oh, if, if, if Brooklyn's healthy, who's beating Brooklyn? In the Yo, the fact that we can name. Uh, three or four teams. The no, nah, but Jamar, but there's all look. You got to break it down like this, right? There's always eight contenders. That's the top four seeds in each in each in each division, right? Those are the contenders. But then you really only have four teams that are really going to come out of a conference, right? We know Brooklyn if they're healthy, that's one, right? And we know Philadelphia or Milwaukee. Those are the only other. Two. You need to go. Brooklyn, the Heat, Bucks, and no, and Philadelphia, man. There's I'm no actually, way. I was, I'm actually agreeing with Casey because I actually have, I'll take Miami to win the East over Philly right now. They're Philly's what? not, Philly's not that. M- MVP, uh, go, go ahead. Out, they got to figure out that the Embiid and James Harden situation in the playoffs. Like Miami's just been together. 
it's Jamar. like we like we gotta like like talk about that. They just been together and they Jamar, been what's the what's together. the what's the playoffs built off of half court basketball and defense, right? That's the Miami Heat. Yeah, no, no, <laughs> but they don't have the size to guard Joel and B. But but that's the question is who in the NBA has the size to guard Joel and B? Exactly. That's what makes Philadelphia one of the top two teams in the East. But then they have to counteract and they have to defend. But they this is what I'll say to them. They don't have the guy to guard Joel Embiid, correct? Mm-hmm. Do we say they have the guy to guard James Harden? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Do, do do they have a deeper bench off than than the my than uh the Philadelphia 76ers? Yes. Yeah. yeah. That doesn't mean anything. The team with the best player, the team with the best player, no, 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 no. If you look at, well, let's talk about the Bucks now, right? Well, a new big that's coming back, Lopez has come back. That's you huge have Ibaka yeah. that's there, you have Portis that's there, you also have Middleton, which he's not a big, and then you have Giannis. That's a lot of guys so that's, to throw that's at some depth right there. And then let's go to Boston, where you talk about you got two prolific. Wing scores, no. prolific. They don't do it. They don't. Yeah, Jason Tatum had a good month, but he also had a horrible two months. They don't do it consistently enough, Jamar. For in a half court game, can you depend on Jason Tatum in that, in the playoffs, giving you the seven games in a series for seven games, going to average forty points? No, but I, can, I can trust Jason Tatum in the playoffs because he proved that to me a couple years ago when Kyrie was out and they went seven games with LeBron James. Yeah, but he's not carrying you to a win. Yeah, seven games. You yeah. Kudos to you, Tara. And now well, we're and know. now we're older, yeah, and more experienced, yeah. And, and say and the Bucks are just coming off a championship run. Yes, I get that. I, okay. I totally get let's, it. Let's go with CP's yeah. team in the East because I'm curious now. Jamar, you already know who I'm going with. <laughs> oh God. Here we go. All right, man. Tell about the Raptors, CP. I'm gonna Tell just go through real quickly. You know, I just want to I just want to give everybody an interesting stat because we all know that Raptors are built on defense, right? Yeah, you know that believe it, yo. Raptors have a better Raptors have a better away record than they do home record. You know that? Yeah. Yeah, I think Raptors I I I think Raptors being a lower seed and playing better on the road, I don't think any team wants to see them in the first round. That's going to be a tough out. I don't do I think that they could get through a first round? It depends who we match up with. I think we could beat Chicago for sure. We're not facing um, Chicago. No, we're not. But other than that, no, I was just looking at it. I was going through the top three. I don't think Casey believes me right now. <laughs> it's gonna be tough, but just because I'm going with the Raptors, man. We're going. We're going for it. We're going. We're facing the Heat, or sorry, we're facing 76ers first round. If we look at it today, CP, who wins that series? I'll be tough, yo. <laughs> so wait a minute, yo, yo, Casey, are you kidding? But the Raptors can beat Philly in the first This is round. no yeah. take take out the bias yeah, and yeah. UCP right now. Take out no, the okay, bias but without the bias, right obviously, you know, obviously Philadelphia will beat the Raptors in a seven game series. I don't, but the thing is, I don't think it's going to be easy. I think Philadelphia will have to work for it. And in the first round, knowing that knowing that the matchups only get harder in the second round significantly too, right? I think most teams would want to avoid the Raptors in the first round and Brooklyn, and they're both the seventh and the eighth seed. So I wouldn't be surprised if Raptors end up in eighth because they lose to Brooklyn in that play-in. 
And Philadelphia, if the, and Philadelphia is in first, and Miami's in first, I wouldn't be surprised if Raptors beat Miami. I would need. I I agree with CP here. I would need Raptors to finish seventh because, like, Raptors have something over Joel Embiid. It wouldn't surprise me. This is what I'm saying. It wouldn't. Yeah. So that's something I would say. Raptors have something. You can make up your face, man. Yeah, but when it comes to the second round, spicy conversation. Like, I'm not. I'm not disagreeing. You know, I'm a big Raptor fan. I'm not disagreeing. I'm just saying, like, you. I'm. If we're gonna be, if we're gonna have arguments. Around yeah. like who's gonna stop Joel Embiid? Talking about the Milwaukee Bucks who have the the, the, the big depth. Talking yeah. about the Miami Heat who have the big depth. We can't turn around and be like, yeah, but Chris Boucher got him. No, but not exactly. Not one person's gonna stop Joel Embiid. You're gonna have to go in a playoff series. Think about these creative coaches, right? In a playoff series, I'm gonna go with. Uh, Eric Spolstra. I'm going to go with Nick Nurse. Why? Because I know those guys are going to design a game plan to make this guy's life a living hell. Fair. Cool. That, that's fair. But okay. here's the thing, CP. No, let me just finish this. Yeah, you talk about Jason Tatum, yeah. about how he can carry a team, and I know you don't care about this bubble thing, or bubble don't count, yeah, all this stuff, but the Raptors had a chance to beat Jason Tatum and that Boston team, and they did not do it. So Jason. now for the Raptors, Pascal Siakam has to show me in playoffs that he can come and he can win us a series by himself with no Kawhi or no Kyle Lowry, and he can do it by himself. I know what he has done, but it's the same thing. The same thing you said. No, 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 no. The same thing. No, no, no. See, I'm saying the same thing I'm saying about the Celtics and Jason Tatum and how he struggled for the first two months. You got to keep that same energy for the Raptors in terms of what they did in their past two. So please. What do you mean? But this is a completely different team. Okay, okay. No, 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 okay. no, no, no. Casey, what you mean? Casey, we have Casey, we have we have OG Pascal and Fred out of the seven guys at the court that one. OG's that injured. Okay, so now you're talking. So then there you go. You're further making my point. So we only have two guys left. Okay, so don't win Raptors. So what do you want me to do? It's, okay, it's, let's let's keep it up. Let's I'm keep it up. We need to have in. a next episode in here. Yeah, I'm gonna get this last <laughs> point in because I know CP's a big believer in this. Um, you are we always talk about sometimes the, the best players. In the series, win playoffs. Yeah, yo, they got the best two players in the series. Who? Joel Embiid and James Harden. Yeah, yeah, but Nick Nurse is a big difference. <laughs> All right, fair enough. You're a coach. Nick Nurse is yeah. a big difference. It, it is Doc Rivers over there. Um. <laughs> yeah, but Doc Rivers. I, I, I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. So, so Nick Nurse, right. Nick Nurse is far more creative. What we'll say next is, uh, let's let's just dive into some quick topics here. Mm-hmm. Um, we watched Kyrie Irving watch his team courtside but couldn't play basketball. Nonsense or good decision? I mean, this bit nonsense from the jump. Like people, people, people are sitting in the stands with no masks on. People are sitting courtside, no masks on. People are within arm's reach of the players with no masks on. People are caught. I'm 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 hundred percent sure people are coughing and sneezing throughout the arena, right? What what is the difference? True. It doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. You agree? Um, so I recently seen the mayor. Uh, I think he was outside <laughs> somewhere in Brooklyn. And I think there was a heckler or someone said, let Kyrie play or something. Yeah. <laughs> and then the mayor goes, yeah, Kyrie can play tomorrow once he gets vaccinated. And I'm like, I get, get vaccinated. For what? <laughs> Bro, I'm like, uh, okay. You know, I, I'm like, okay, cool. I just shut up the phone. I was just like, Hey man, 
I just doesn't make sense that a man can come sit, pay for tickets, sit courtside. Literally, he's one step away from the floor that he cannot play on because he, yeah. it's work. And that's the rule over there is that they mandated work. So this is my one issue with it. You are telling people we can take your job and that you cannot work. That is the incentive. Get vaccinated so you can work. But you can you can pay to go to the Brooklyn game. You can bring money to the city. But we won't allow you to work. That's my only problem with it. So I'll and the fact that work. they allow outside players from outside, like a guy like Bradley Beal got to play in Brooklyn this year and in New York, who was unvaccinated. And Kyrie had to watch from home. That's my only problem. It's all politics. Yeah. Yeah. Um, funny question of the day. Who plays first, Zion Williamson or Ben Simmons? Hey, shout out Zion back with his team, showing the support. He looks in great shape. That man don't look a, a pound over 250, right? It, it, what did he come, come in the league with? What did he when he came in the league? <laughs> <laughs> Zion got off that seafood broil out there. Hey, man. <laughs> He's not walking with the limp. Let's get Zion back in the uniform, man, because those guys could actually make a playoff push. Right now, they're sitting in 10. So you got Zion over Ben play. Zion plays first. No, I was just shouting out Zion to be honest. <laughs> Who plays first, though? That's cute, man. That's all. Ben. Ben? Right. Yeah, go Ben. Casey, who you got? You know, with my reports that I see, I'm seeing Ben starting to do one-on-one soon. So hopefully we see Ben in like two weeks. Uh, Yo, they're Zion, both on the court, and I don't yeah. trust either of them. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I see Ben, but, you know, they for New Orleans to make playoffs, and I think they can, um, Ben needs – or sorry, uh, Zion needs to come back really fast. Yeah. But I choose Ben. No, nah, but they're, in the, but they're, in, the, they're in the plane without him. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm going to just choose Ben because there's more pressure on him. Yeah. Um, nobody cares if New Orleans don't win nothing this year. It's yeah, a big I think, deal. I think there's pressure on Zion, though. Yeah, nobody cares if they don't win nothing this year. He's young. It's no, a big not, deal if Kevin Durant does not get to the second round. No, nah, but I'm not talking about winning or losing because, yeah, it's the, the, the pressure is different. It's two pressures, but I think it's different. I think we're saying the same thing. It's two yeah. pressures. It's just different. Yeah. What, what What's Zion's pressure? The fact that you were the number one pick, you have not produced. You you people. You're already hearing the whispers that you should, they should have took Jaw. <laughs> Who cares? He's gonna come back, dunk on someone, and, and we're all gonna forget. Yeah, of course, of course. But for a young <laughs> for a young kid that's not mature like that, that's reading all those things, could have an impact on how. I mean, if he has the right people around him, and and if he has these people blocked on IG or whatever, he's not seeing it. No problem. But I think there's pressure on him to play as well. Just be in the position where he came into the NBA. And and the 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 uh I don't want to say clout but the um I guess kind of the push yeah he's already in commercials he's already he was already pushed oh take over LeBron as the face you, you heard of all a bunch of this stuff so I think there's pressure on him too yeah, yeah. I think he he took care of his family now it's him taking care of his career for sure one hundred percent yeah nice nice okay um last thing I want to talk about today I think this is a good topic um we've done this before where we like to highlight some investments from some basketball players, especially guys who look like us. Um, it motivates us. Um, it's good to see that these guys are are pushing that concept of more than a game and they're actually impacting their community. Um, Casey, take us through some, man. I love this story, actually. I, I really love this story. Yeah, man. So, um, you know, 
I guess it's uh, Jamar's favorite team, you know, the Phoenix Suns. Yeah, so, you got, <laughs> so we got we got uh, Bismarck Biombo. Talk about him. He's had a, a couple of great games during the season. Um, but, uh, you know, he's lost, uh, you know, someone important in his life. He lost his father uh, recently. And uh, there was news that he uh, donated his whole uh, season uh, salary uh, to build a hospital in uh, the Democratic Republic of Congo. So, wow. um, and that's to honor his, uh, his late father. And, um, that's actually, that's actually huge, man. And, you know, losing a parent is, is, is really tough, but to also, um, uh, donate your salary to Congo to build a hospital, you know, it says a lot, you know what I mean? So, uh, shouts out to Bismarck Biambo and, um, shouts out to Congo too, man. You got yeah, you got some real ones coming back home and, you know, supporting. Right? 100% for sure, man. That's huge. That's literally the definition of investing into your community. It doesn't get any better than that is just sitting here as a black man and to be able to to be in an opportunity to give like that shows that like we're coming a far way in 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 our development and in us being respected and and even in our money to to start to build some type of generational wealth and and to be able to support um, the culture and 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 people who look like us, especially, especially back in the motherland, especially yeah, back there. It's, it's incredible to watch. It's important. It's very important to develop over there. Facts. Yeah. Facts. So just wanted to highlight Bismack a little bit, man. That that's amazing. Yeah, man. No, sure, so man. For sure, for sure. Hey, this was fun, man. Hey, <laughs> it's always good talking basketball. Hey, I like we bickered a little bit today, man. Yeah, we, we have a few we really did a great thing. You know, see, 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 and I, you know, we go back and forth with this, you know, and I'm hoping that, you know, I, I really, well, I, I want to experience playoffs in Toronto, you know, um, summer, we're outside and we're, oh, back. yeah, we're going to a game for sure. We're you know what I mean? Um, season's over for sure. But now, you know, I just need to see, you know, certain guys. Um, on different teams, you know, show out and just, you know, as we've seen 50 balls, you know, throughout the last week, we want to see that same energy, not to say scoring that many points, but we want to see that same energy. Come on, I just need sorry. two minutes, yo. Yo, Casey. <laughs> oh, you need two minutes? Oh, my God. Yo, Casey, yo, do you look, do you look, you look at Pascal as a number one? Uh, as a number one? Yeah. You yeah. Look at number one. On the team as right now? One, yeah. As a number one option. You do? As the number one option. Yeah, not. I'm not talking about the situation he's in, right? I'm talking about him as a basketball player. Do you look at him, his skill set, as a number one option? He can be between one. Yes or no? Depending, yes or no. depending on who's he, who's he on the team with. Hell no. Jamar, I'm yeah, so the man is not a number one option. So yeah, why are you yeah. comparing him to guys that are number one options and then getting mad when he doesn't produce like that? Sure, it's, it's CP, it's you. <laughs> it's you. Pascal not, Pascal, not a, Pascal, not a number one option. Pascal, man, I wish we had some tape. We need to bring some, I, I, some I, tape. I, I hope for the best for Pascal and the Raptors this season. For sure. Hey, base. None of those teams want to see us. But, hey, don't forget, everybody, check the ticker below, Twitter, Instagram. Oh, yeah, you guys got to follow Apple. and subscribe. Please you follow, know. subscribe, Shout like Hooper's Paradise with the backwards three instead of an E. Yeah. Um, please, please, please check in with each other. We finna check out with y'all, man. Love. Sure. We appreciate all the support we've gotten so far. Um, I'ma holla at you guys, man. It's been nice, man. Hey, we out. Peace. <laughs>